And I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gentlemen Overlords. It's me, Andrew, and with me is... Max. And me, you, Robert. And guys, what's crack-a-lackin', huh? Oh, you know. And just enjoying this this first take of a podcast. Yeah, this is the absolutely first <laughs> take. Uh, we're not redoing anything. This is all off the cuff. Um, just original content right here. All right, it says, next I talk. Andrew, how have you been? Robert, uh, turn to camera. I have camera. Been, uh, uh, um, <laughs> camera. Uh, I've been really good. Uh, everything's great over here. I'm not frustrated by any of the technology or anything like that. So everything's fine. Uh, Max, how are you? Oh yeah, wonderful. Um, you know, I just feel like things are getting better and better mm. in the world, and so I'm I'm just riding that wave. It is. I mean, uh, I know you're being a little facetious, but it's it's hard to. I mean, it, it's hmm, it's both hard and easy to imagine things getting worse. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's 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 hard to picture, like truly picture things getting a lot worse. So things can only get better. You know what I mean? Hopefully. Thankfully, we have uh, uh, media to escape into. That's right. <laughs> Mainstream media is what you mean, right? Oh, only the most main of streams, my man. Mm-hmm, my man. Robert, how are you doing? Doing all right, all things considered. That's hey. good. That's good. Um, why don't we get into some movies we've seen? Don't you forget about me. Look my way, girl. Something breakfast. Movies we've seen. Nothing makes me feel better than breaking quarantine to let uh, Ben in the record studio here. No mm-hmm. mask. He sings the song. And then he, uh, I just let him breathe into my mouth. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's weirdly the contract we signed all those years ago. Yeah, so. I I had no idea it was going to turn back in our face like this, but I can't yeah. break the contract with him. We're men of our word. That's right. Uh, Robert, what movies have you seen? Movies that I have seen. Um, I watched Sense and Sensibility. Hello. <laughs> uh, um, were there any zombies in it? Weren't there? No. This is. Oh. Is zombies and sense and sensibility, but this actually is an Ang Lee movie, which oh. maybe ties into our theme wow. movie. Wow! Um, I did not enjoy Sense and Sensibility as much as um, the other movie I mentioned recently that came out. I think it came out last year, and I saw it this year, maybe twenty twenty. Was uh, Emma, which I which I enjoyed. Um, this one, I just I don't know. I just the the story wasn't quite as engaging to me a really good cast i feel like a lot of these period pieces get huge uh british actors and stuff in them but it, i don't know it just didn't it just didn't captivate me uh captivate me the same way um i also watched um kind of in the spooky mood for uh october which is when this episode comes out uh sinister with ethan hawk maybe their view uh i, I take it mr have, sinister uh, yeah, I've heard of him in the X-Men, but uh, other than that, no. No, not Mr. Sinister, which was uh, teased on a briefcase, I think. <laughs> that is, oh, yeah. that and, is correct. And we the mutant news. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go, here we go. Let's get the mutant news. We got ourselves an X-Men fan. Wait. They can do. I'm Professor Charles Xavier. I'm the Juggernaut! How much do you treasure having made that theme song, Robert? I, it's it's my greatest gift and curse. Kind of like a mutant bower. <laughs> kind of like Ben breathing in our mouths. Um, no, I liked Sinister. It's but it was kind of like forty-five minutes into an hour and a half movie. It introduced an element where I was like, oh, now it's actually not as creepy. And then they also kind of broke cardinal rule, which is they showed 
the villain too much, the kind of the the creature too much. So that was disappointing, just because I felt like they it was so much creepier when it was all kind of in the background and in, and in pictures. Like a lot of the movie focuses around like footage on old Super 8 tapes that he's watching. Um, so yeah, it was kind of a bummer because I think I think it actually was creeping me out for the first half and then kind of lost its way. Um, what else did I watch? Oh, I also watched um, a movie called Extraordinary, which came out a couple years ago, and it has Claudio Doherty and... Um, uh, why do I always forget his name from uh, Last Man on Earth? Will Forte? Um, yes, yeah. Um, and it's a woman who basically like has the power to communicate with the dead but chooses not to use it anymore and then has to sort of begrudgingly help someone. It all takes place in Ireland. Uh, it's like a, it's like a very light horror comedy. I think you guys would probably like it. Maybe it's uh Hey, maybe that's a candidate for uh, our October. We'll see. But, Ooh, maybe um, we could do it. Yeah. I'd recommend it. It's really good. Um, and then I also watched, um, Oh, uh, live from the space stage, a Halix story, which is about um, a band that played for one summer in Tomorrowland and Disneyland, and it was like a, a cool sci-fi, like it was like a Star Wars rock band that played at Disneyland. And the story of it is really crazy, and it kind of came back into like the public consciousness just in the last couple of years, partially because of uh, podcast The Ride, um, which is a great podcast. And um, it's really fun. Like the guitar, one of the guitarists is like a Wookiee, and the keyboard, uh, the keyboardist comes out like on a mobile, like platform with keyboards built into it that he plays. Um, it was really, really fun to see. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. And um, I think the last thing, couple I saw was I rewatched the recent It, the one that came out a couple years ago, that old clown movie. And then I mentioned to you guys before the pod, uh, the Autopsy of Jane Doe, which is on Netflix right now. That was a very creepy movie. Sorry, I sat on that one for so long. It's good. <laughs> Max, what about you? What are you seeing? Uh, well, this one I actually watched before last podcast, but I forgot to mention it. I knew I was missing one. Nope, nope. Yeah, nope, I, no, doesn't sure. count. <laughs> no, go ahead. I don't have very many. I need you, this one. Ben would like I, to remind I, you I the contract that uh, you cannot <laughs> bring up old uh, movies. Ma Max will talk about this when the record is over, but go ahead. Uh, okay, this is definitely one that I, I watched <laughs> this time then. It was not last time. Uh, but it's the Maltese Falcon. Oh, wow. <clears throat> An old classic with Humphrey Bogart and Peter Lorre. And uh, and it's apparently pretty revolutionary. Is in a lot of a lot of movies didn't have the anti-hero type of character, the, the unlikable. Not unlikable, but uh, the, the hero that isn't in quite as polished or shiny a little bit the of the rough edges the protagonist yeah and i i kind of had to look it up afterward it, some of those movies are are so revolutionary that everything after it kind of like uh follows the same trends or you, you don't or, realize how much it informed exactly so many other things you don't, if you weren't there for the change you don't really know mm -hmm. that it was the one that caused it or why it was so special so uh, I remember hearing a lot about the movie, and so after watching it, I looked it up to see kind of what it was that it it did so so differently than others. But it it was a good movie. It was fun to watch. <clears throat> it's interesting to just hear people talking from that time period and the the style of talk and the the style of film and everything. But it's still an enjoyable watch, black and white film. Um, yeah, check it out. And it's uh, the inspiration for the Millennium Falcon. So if you're a Star Wars fan, it has nothing to do with it, except it inspired the director. So enjoy. Uh, I also watched The Devil All the Time, Netflix movie with uh, Tom Holland and uh, Pennywise from It, the new It. The character. Yeah. And... Um, uh, well, I always have actors, especially if I don't know their name. I know he's a scars guard, but I forget his first name. Um, Peter, probably. Pennywise. And then it also has Sebastian Stan, Pennywise Skarsgård. Yeah, Pen Pennywise Skarsgård. That's it. That, I knew. And I knew. Winter Soldier. 
Sebastian Winter Soldier. Uh, it's got to have some other people in it too. It was pretty, pretty star-studded. Um, but that was a that was a tough one to watch, I suppose. The divisive. Was, I I I'll be honest. I went like I got like five or ten minutes in, and that I think I just the mood was not right, and I was like, you know what? I think we're gonna watch something else. It was just I don't know. And I've heard it's it's quite uh, kind of weaves in and out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's true. I I liked it. Hmm. Um, but I could definitely understand not liking it. And there were part, you know, there's there's bits to it that I didn't like. But overall, I think, I think you know, I like... if, it's, if it's sort of like vignettes or if it's like a lot of disparate sort of scenes, I can see I, it, that's going to be the case probably too. So. Yeah, they they kind of follow the story of a bunch of different people, but they come together and they kind of go back and forth in in time and stuff like that. But uh, I don't know. It's got a it's got a lot to say that I liked. Stuff to say about uh, religion in particular. I think most it's called the devil all the time. It kind of focuses on religion and and how uh, flawed human beings follow religion and what they do with that and kind of like brings forth some of the um dangers i feel like of of religion of kind of giving yourself fully into this thing that that uh you don't might not fully understand and all that i don't know there's a lot there's a lot to it i think it, if you're into theology i would definitely recommend it um you heard of theologists? Yeah. Or if you're just a, a fan of Spider-Man, go check it out. <laughs> See what else he's doing. <laughs> if you're a Holland completist. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's a good one, but I couldn't recommend it to everyone. For example, Andrew, do not watch this movie. Noted. <laughs> um, yeah, and another movie I watched was Enola Holmes. Holmes, also hey. on. Oh, that, oh, that's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. I oh. also thought it was a I series. It was a series. But it's just a movie. Oh. Maybe it give it a may shot. end up being a series of movies. I don't know. Wow. But it, I think it's based on a, a young adult novel. Mm-hmm. I don't know a whole lot about it. I didn't know a whole lot about going this into is, it. Of course, uh, Sherlock's sister. Yes. Sherlock, played by Superman, <laughs> aka uh, Henry Cavill. Did they have uh, Photoshop like a pipe into his mouth or something? <laughs> I think they had to Photoshop him into his outfit because, like, oh, um, poured him into that, didn't they? <laughs> oh, he's dripping out of that shirt. He didn't look super thick, but you know he is, right? You yeah. know he's ripped. You could tell because he couldn't put his arms fully down. Like, his arms were always a little bit up and forward, like people who have. Who have worked their biceps out too much where they can't hold them straight. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The Robert mm-hmm. Downey Jr. Sherlock who like bare knuckle boxed wasn't that ripped. Yeah. I mean he's wearing a, a jacket most of the time, so you don't even see this thing. You just know because it's Henry Cavill. And like because he can't put his like arms the down. Superman outfit is underneath the Sherlock one. It's like he's always perpetually like kind of in the middle of filming for that, and he has to like hide it on all of his roles. That would be good. Except I think now he's uh, as Isn't he reshooting the Zack Snyder one? Oh, he might be. I don't know. I keep hearing like yeah, seventy million, uh, like seventy million dollars in reshoots for the movie that was apparently already shot. Holy moly! Uh, anyway, uh... yeah. Uh, so Enola Holmes, uh, I wouldn't necessarily recommend this one. It does some uh, weird stuff where she's like constantly looking at the camera, and um... Enola explains it all. <laughs> yeah, essentially, almost does the like the Zach timeout thing. Oh, uh, I, I don't I always, I don't love that this <laughs> stuff like that. Just reactions. I, I mean, I like it sometimes, no, right? Like, like there's some, like a lot of like the 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 Downey Junior one does like kind of calculations and stuff in the air, and I and like uh, the BBC one, the uh, the uh, Doctor, oh, Strange. Doctor Strange. Yeah, Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, does some does some fancy stuff too. So I don't know. I'm, I'd be interested though. Did you hear that? I um, I don't know if it's the estate of Holmes or, or whoever. 
I thought he was public domain at this point, but um, they tried to argue that they couldn't make the show because Sherlock Holmes's character is so devoid of emotion that it wouldn't be like he would never like acknowledge and like treat his sister like lovingly. <laughs> like they tr- they tried to stop the show on that basis and like that lost, he's too nice. Yeah. They were like, oh, but Holmes would never acknowledge, you know, he would, he would, he would only have time for the case. So they lost that. And Superman's now him. So <laughs> I kept waiting for a bathroom fight scene, but didn't get it, unfortunately. Oh, man. Sherlock cocking his arms. Yeah, exactly. Oh, there was one point that we said was kind of the, um, the, the British equivalent of it where he just does a, a weird chuckle, <laughs> <laughs> but it stands out for some reason. I don't know what it is about it, but it They're was like, a good, good laugh. Perhaps we'll pay a visit. And he's like, how do you know that name? <laughs> Martha, Martha Holmes. Uh, it, it had some good points to it, but uh, overall I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. And that's that's it for the movies that I've seen. How about you, Andrew? Uh, Max, I also saw Enola Holmes. Um, oh. I, I take the stance. I liked it. Um, I would recommend people watch it. It's a little long. Um, as the resident runtime uh, hater on this podcast, um, it, it clocks in a little over two hours, and I think it could do some trimming of the time. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. But... Mm-hmm. I did. I liked. Um, oh, what is her name? Millie Bobby Brown. I think she's very good in the role. Um, I Henry Cavill is. I am on record now. I said this over the text thread of people I was watching the movie with, but I think Henry Cavill is the hottest person to have played Sherlock Holmes on screen. Um, just a what a hunk. Um, Michael Caine has played. I think he's better Michael looking than, I think he's better looking than Michael Caine. I, Michael, I like how that's who you draw out. Like hotter than Henry Cavill. So well, young Michael Caine is, <laughs> is very he's no, very, Andrew, back off for a second. Max? I didn't I didn't hear you say young Michael Caine. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. But anyway. He didn't he didn't currently play Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Listen, how about young Henry Cavill? How about Will Farrell? So yeah, like it's an it's like Enola Holmes, but it was when Henry Cavill was younger. It was like Sherlock Holmes Jr. Um, yeah, you know what? I I I thought the movie was fun. Um, I I, I hope that there's more of him because I I did enjoy it. And like you know, like I said, Millie Bobby Brown's good. Um, I thought having uh Sherlock kind of be like. You know, he's not there to save her, but he's like a, a supportive older brother, I think is a good role for Henry Cavill in this franchise. And I don't know. I liked it. So what, I would... So what did you think? This is one thing that uh, bothered me about it a bit. They lean really heavy into that, uh, like, young, independent woman kind of thing. But then they also lean equally as heavy into that, like, the romantic interest who she just melts like butter every time he's around and also the fact that she really needs her brother to to come help her out kind of stuff i mean she's Mm. she's uh what 15 years old so like there's a little bit of like i i see what you're saying but there's also a little bit of like the there's certain limitations that she as a 15 or 16 year old girl is going to have in like whatever this is 1910 or something um, that she, there's only so many doors she can open on her own and not, not literal doors. I don't mean that literally, but, um, <laughs> I remember that call. scene. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a, a building of just doors that she just gets tired after a while. And so like, she's like, she calls up Henry Cavill on his cell phone and he comes in and opens the doors for her. Um, he's Sherlock <laughs> has invented cell phones. Yeah. Yeah, I I see what you mean, Max, and I think there's there's something to that, but I also like I think there's some based on time of when the movie takes place with based with gender and and that sort of thing. I I agree with you about the like every time that cute boy comes into into frame, she seems to like forget that she's solving a mystery and just concentrates on being flirty with a cute boy. Um Yeah, I think it just was a bit of a whiplash like it went so hard both directions like right after the other and would forget about the other you know 
what I mean. It would just kind of go all the way one way, then all the way the other, then all the way back. Yeah. It was it also felt, felt a little off. It was also very interesting. I guess the the timing of it coming out was interesting just because like so much of it is centered around the vote of one guy. And like, you know, he's going to basically like he is going to d- cast the deciding vote on whether or not the reform party forms mm-hmm. and like that, that coming out, you know, three, however many weeks we are away, five weeks away from an elect, like a big election kind of like felt like this was huh? a movie that was like sort of <laughs> like in, like not on, maybe not on purpose, but sort of like accidentally propaganda for voting. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the importance sure, of voting sure was the vote. <laughs> Robert, that's pretty good. And I'm and I'm now I'm having a bag of money now delivered to me. And thank you so much, yeah. Enola Holmes. Um. So yeah, I I I'd say it's worth a watch. I I I had a fun time with it, and and she's she's good in it. So I I'd say it's it's worth a watch for me. Well, I would say between the two of you, one of you likes it, one of you doesn't like it as much. I'm going to have to Sherlock this out myself. Might have to watch it on my own. You'll be and and Roberts can be the deciding vote on whether or not the Enola wow. Holmes uh, uh, sequel the gets greenlit. Whether Enola Holmes is good. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then I also watched the Muppets, the 2011, 2010 Muppets with Jason Segel and Amy Adams and Chris Cooper and, and Walter and and the most uh, the greatest Muppet ever invented, Walter. Um, such a charming good movie that just kind of ends on a very weird note not a weird note but like choosing to end the movie with walter whistling and not the rainbow connection is strange but whatever charming movie loved it i also thought it was was strange in the in a kid's movie to have the the chickens cluck out the song fuck you that was pretty that was pretty weird and the fact that there is a there's a um a like skeleton dragon muppet that's name is Uncle Deadly is is a a weird decision also but whatever um new is that new for this one No, Uncle he's been Deadly? around for, he's been around for a little while. Wow. Um and then what did I we just watched uh oh baby Maltese mama. Falcon. Yeah, the Maltese Falcon. No, we just watched Baby Mama, which is Unfortunately, like the one of the first and premier uh, entries into the Tina Fey can't seem to pick good movies. Uh, Tina Feyverse, Jean, yeah, and the Tina Feyverse. Um, it's it's very like I was another movie we were watching with a group of people over text, and somebody made the very astute point that this movie looked very fun to make. It's not very fun to watch. Huh. I feel like. I, I I watched it a while ago and I thought I remembered liking it, but maybe I think you remember worse taste than you, Andrew. It could be. It could be. I mean you didn't enjoy enjoy Nola Holmes, so obviously your <laughs> taste is fucking off, so So everything is suspect. <laughs> <laughs> Elementary. Um yeah, I I didn't I I don't know. Like the the chemistry between Amy Poehler and Tina Fey is obviously there, but neither of them were tic- particularly likable during the movie. There's no point where I was like, okay, I I'm on board with what this person's, you know, like what, what this person is doing, how they're feeling at no point was I ever like, yeah, I'm backing that character right now. And just like, I, you know, it just wasn't, the jokes weren't landing. I don't know. I, I made the joke early on that we're going to see like a cavalcade of like weird SNL cameos. And like, there wasn't, any which was just like a strange decision to me based on like pat didn't show up i don't remember like i think fred armison californians yeah not oh it's pat (laughs) oh i gotcha i was like who the fuck is pat um uh uh throw it on the ground yeah the the coneheads uh blues brothers and uh uh they uh somehow they digitally inserted matt foley we- weekend update showed up. Yeah, weekend update. All the weekend update guys showed up too. They were That's one big news team. They they CG'd in every weekend update correspondent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Including Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr., uh Stefan, 
um, the 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 improv singing group that Fern Armisen and uh, Cather not Cather Kristen Wiig do. Oh, those are so funny. Um, yeah, just it was just a, a, a such a uh, strange like thirty minutes where just like every SNL character bit player person who's hosted just walked on the movie for like thirty minutes straight and then they went back to the movie. And even that didn't turn it around. And that's, that's, yeah. that's a shame. Yeah, it's a real shame. But that's it for movies I've seen. Guys, let's talk about some TV. <laughs> TV shows we've seen. <laughs> we've seen. Uh, Rob, you seen any TV? Um, unless I didn't talk about the the Pen15 that came up the last time. I'm trying to remember. I think you did. Um, we did talk about Pen15 okay. being awesome. And... Uh, I scrolled past it, but I was close to clicking on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm still not going to spoil anything, especially if I already commented on it. But like, it's actually only the first half of the second season. But um, I really liked it. But it's a little, it's a little heavier, and still some like poignant episodes. And I definitely love the last couple. Now, now that I'm talking about it out loud, I feel like I did mention it the last time. But that's, I mean, that's honestly the only actual uh, other TV I've really. I really watched. So, yeah. Hmm. I guess Max, what I guess you? I watched like Lovecraft uh, Lovecraft Country, but I bet that's kind of like episode to episode and I definitely don't want to spoil that cuz that's pretty current, so. But you're liking it? Yeah, I like it okay. It's a Every episode has like a theme I realize, so like one will be I don't even want to like say like all the themes of everything, but it's like think of just like different sci-fi or horror themes and like I feel like every episode kind of kind of evokes that. So it, it's it could be interesting, but it really kind of changes up from episode to episode. So talk last time about the related MCU casting to that. Oh, is the main character in Lovecraft going to become Crawl the Conqueror? That's right. Yeah. Or that's the rumor. <laughs> Although they also say that it's not necessarily going to match the comics entirely. Hmm. I want that weird blue face. Yeah, hopefully. He'll just wear like a blue suit like uh, David Tennant and and Jessica Jones. It's like Galactus. Like Galactus is like, just make him the big guy with the weird pink helmet. Nah, Doc. It's fine. I want a hot Galactus. I want a a cloud. A space cloud. Nah. (laughs) Yeah, so sorry, that's I'm 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 short on on TV. Uh, Max, what about you? Any TV? Yep, watched a bit. I yep. watched um, yep. Westworld. I finished up season two, and um, I don't know. I feel like at this point they might have to do something to entice me back into it. I've heard the uh, same I do thing. like that's I've heard that a lot from people who are watching Westworld that like. It's just it with time seems to be letting people down. Yeah, it kind of peters out. Um, well, look, Tandy there is Newton's a third always... season, so if you watch a trailer, you'll probably get an indication if you want to continue. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll check it out or wait for some reviews. We'll see. Uh, and then I also finished up uh, something related to Enola Holmes. I watched the the season three and season four of the BBC Sherlock. Oh, with um. Yeah, it was the first time for me with Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman and other folks who aren't a part of the MCU, so I don't care. <laughs> wow. Um, actually, I did see someone on there um, that reminded me of that, like, she is also, I was like, there were several actors that show up and you're like, where do I recognize them from? Especially with British actors, right? You're like, I know I've seen that person, but I don't know exactly what they're from. So one of uh, a juror in one of the episodes was actually um, one of the doctors from Garth Marenghi's A Dark Place. So I went went back and watched a couple episodes of that too. Oh yeah. And yeah, it's I love that show. It's fun. Um, but Sherlock, I. I dig it. I tried to watch it a while ago and only got through the first episode and stopped because Sherlock's such an asshole. Uh, but I'm I'm enjoying it now. I'm glad I watched through it. Uh, 
there are, you know, it has its its ups and its downs, but overall I liked it. Um, and I can't wait for uh, doc, next dark, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And then uh, I watched another British thing, The Great British Bake Off Season 7, which oh, yeah. we went to watch Season 8, watched the first episode, and then realized that there was a full episode, full season that we hadn't watched. And so we went back and watched that one. And as always, it's it's touching. It's uh, sad to see people go. And I feel like Season 7 had a lot of likable people in it. Max, it sounds like the show, they're usually baking treats. Sounds like you went to Netflix and you found yourself a treat. Season seven. A whole other season you hadn't seen. Treat yourself. Yeah. To no soggy bottom on that one. <laughs> Except for mine. Oh, God. Wow. It was a good okay, show. Anyway, Andrew, uh, edit point, I guess. Uh... Yeah, can we start the episode over? <laughs> <laughs> for the first time? Yeah, we've never done that before. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that's uh that's it this time around. How about how about who who's left? Andrew? Me. That's me. Um who's <laughs> left? I <laughs> I uh I've been rewatching Community. I just restarted the first season and really liking it. I I liked the first the first time I watched Community, obviously there's some weirdness that happens sort of around season 4 and then the show kind of doesn't recover because of you know because of the weirdness of that season but i'm looking forward to seeing if that is something that just i i picked up on too much from like knowing too much and like if i just watch the show will it even affect the quality whatsoever um Hmm. we'll see but i'm enjoying it so far and uh the final episode the series finale of the hundred is airing as i think as we speak maybe in a couple hours but um Boy, this... miss... sorry. Go ahead, Max. You're missing it right now. Um, yeah, I boy, this last season has been rough, and it's one of those things that like, I I'm you know obviously the there's one episode left. I Max, I I know I think in the last like month or two months I tried to talk you into rewatching the hundred again. Mm-hmm. Um, y- if you do. Maybe don't watch the last two seasons. Oh, oh no. no. Uh, maybe like when there's like a good uh, breaking point where like it, it feels like there's sort of an ending to it. Um, you can just kind of let that be the ending. So how many seasons does that get me? Because I already I watched at least a couple. I think it. Go- I think season five is the ending of season five is that. So okay, like just well- skip six and seven. And maybe I only have to watch a, a couple seasons. I think I either got two or three into it. Yeah, maybe. I, I, gosh, you know, like this, I, I had faith that like they'd be able to like produce a, a good last season that would feel like good in terms of the spirit of the show and all that. But like, man, they are just like, I, it feels like a lost thing where they had too many questions to answer and they just kind of gave up on it. But then there's also like characters are just doing things that don't feel true to their character mm-hmm. whatsoever. It feels mm-hmm. like like one character in in particular just felt like the writers were mad at him and so mm-hmm. they wrote this like completely like a ridiculous arc for the character and then the ending for the character was so unsatisfying and this is a character that we've been with oh, no. I think from the beginning. And just like the way the ending of this character was so shitty. And so I was, I was pretty furious, but maybe that was just a call back to the point where I stopped watching it because that's exactly the problems that I was having with the show. Yo, so you think they just recovered for a while and then they're like, you know, it'd be fun. Let's just do that again. They like rehired whatever uh, team was working on the, the season that yeah. I stopped. You know, it'd be a fun throwback. Make the show bad again. Yeah. Hey, remember when characters did stuff that didn't really make sense to their character? And... Should we do that again? <laughs> yeah, it was. It's it, this last season has been kind of uh, frustrating to watch, and so that's yeah. 
you have to let me know if the final episode turns everything around oh, and boy. makes you it would... maybe you're going to be ashamed of of what you just said. Yeah, I will have to do a, a quick edit of this episode and just remove this entire thing and just put in like <laughs> the hundred is good and then like five minutes of silence or something. Yeah, it's just going to cut. Hey, remember when I told you that you should watch uh, the hundred? Max? I was right. Well, you should. I, <laughs> I was, was right. I was right. Episode. The hundred is good. <laughs> watch the CW. <laughs> but yeah that's it for tv um fellas i'm a little ashamed to say i didn't pick up a theme song for the uh, movie we watched so let's just get into talking about the 2019 movie directed by the aforementioned ang lee <gasps> jim gemini man with woo, woo. With, with will, will smith, smith and will smith and will smith and uh, the Bill guy Smith. from Doctor Strange who plays Wong, and Wong, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and well, I can't think of his name. Clive Owen, that's the guy. By the way, I'm not joking when I say his name is Benedict Wong. I know, even though he played Wong, yeah. and even though Benedict Cumberbatch is named Benedict, <laughs> it, it is too funny. But his name is Benedict Wong. Yeah, and and Doctor Strange's name, real name is Cumberbatch, Doctor Cumberbatch. um so gemini man uh like i said came out last year angley directed will smith starring uh he is a hitman who decides to retire after one last job and he kind of finds out that there was not this last job wasn't quite up to what he thought it was up to and he decides to retire the agency who he worked for decides he's not going to retire he's going to die so they send a hitman after him who turns out to be spoiler a clone of him and hilarity ensues guys what did you think of gemini man oh Oh. man i um there were points of it that i that i did genuinely enjoy and i think that will smith is still charismatic enough to kind of carry a movie to the point where it's enjoyable even though it's not great um but I don't. I think overall, I, I didn't love it, and some of the CG choices that they made Woof. Uh, really bugged me. Woof. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Rob, what about you? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go a little more negative. I was pretty disappointed, especially when Ang Lee popped up at the very end as director. Um, yeah, I thought it. I thought it dragged for me, and. Um, in the words of Will Smith, I make this look bad. <laughs> I can't believe those words came back to bite him in that way. <laughs> I can't believe they used that taken to Men in Black. Um, yeah, I, I, to be, I'll be frank with you. When I was watching the movie, I was mostly enjoying myself until Young Will Smith showed up, and mm-hmm. my God, that fight scene looked so bad. I was like. Now, are we are we referring specifically to the motorcycle? The motorcycle fight scene, yeah. Yes. It's yeah. that scene is so, like if this Weird were choice. If this were a different movie, like if this were like a Men in Black style like romp, then like that's that kind of like obviously CGI'd sort of clumsy looking scene can work. But when you're like when this is a like a deadly serious. You know, like this is a like this scene is supposed to you're supposed to be afraid for Henry's life. Will Smith's character, Henry, like it's it's so comically bad. Like the CGI is horrible in the scene. And like it continues throughout the rest of the movie. Whenever they have Junior, which is the younger version of Will Smith on screen, he looks terrible the entire time. There's not a single time. It seems like they're showing off like and doing things like with a flair it's annoying especially since especially since his character is supposed to be this deadly assassin there's no reason to show off or anything it's just like finish the mission but of course there's like this lingering thing in the back of his head which we'll get into right i the it's it's very annoying that uh, the choice of like they it feels like again like a show like they were trying to show off like look at the technology we have we can make a young will smith fight an older will smith and if that's the if that's the intention of like look at our technology this is a like a big swing and a miss because like the if they mouth, ha- if the mouth technology is no good 
if they had just put this like younger Will Smith in like a costume and like you didn't see his face all that often, then like these problems don't exist because like they can just have a person, you know, in like a mask fighting in place of him. And then like when they want to, he can take off the helmet for like, you know, a couple minutes at a time. Wait, but you, spoiler alert, maybe they maybe they do later. Um but instead like they have him take off like they you know, there's the beginning part of the movie, he's got a backwards hat on, sunglasses. So like but they don't really like hide it. They don't really make I was surprised, like from a movie standpoint, I mean we're getting into it, I suppose. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah. I was kind of surprised. They didn't like from a cinematic standpoint, it didn't really like not. It didn't build it didn't to really it. Leave any doubt? Yeah, it didn't really build to it's, it. It's. I was, I was shocked by. It. I felt like that when I was like during the motorcycle chase scene because I I thought this the exact same thing that the build up to revealing that it's a younger Will Smith, they just like there's no build up whatsoever. He just like shows up and is a younger Will Smith. Well, there, there's no build up, and then I also wonder like I mean maybe we're underestimating like does everyone right now know what young will smith looked like plus like it's not a perfect cg so it's like an alternate version of a young will smith and then later like after that scene he's being cleaned up and it's like hey do you notice anything weird about that guy and it's like uh i guess so uh maybe until they're like uh it looks just like you and i was like so did people not notice like maybe people didn't notice i I, don't know i guess there is that there is that possibility you know when i saw um tropic thunder in theaters, there were people in the theater who, when the credits rolled, they were shocked that that was Tom Cruise, which seems impossible to me. But that I did like happen. Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So like, I there are there is stuff where like I've gone to movies and people are just blind to what's right in front of their face. But like the Blind Side, like the Blind Side, yeah. Or um, uh, First Sight, <laughs> that, Scent of a uh, Woman, yeah. Um. But like it's yeah cinematically it's just it's so it, it's just like it's not a surprise it's not a reveal it just happens and and like i was watching like the scene where they're on the motorcycles chasing each other the thought popped in my head this is a movie that is predicated on on you being familiar with the trailer of the movie because i feel like the reveal happens in the trailer not in the movie something that andrew famously doesn't love <laughs> that's right I, I also thought it was kind of weird uh, that how they chose to reveal that information to Junior, the younger self, because they hold on to it for a while. They run into him a few times. And like that first fight scene, he doesn't yell out like, you're a clone of me. He knows that, but he doesn't yell like, hey, what are you doing? We are the same person, anything like that. He doesn't say it. He just says kind of, have you seen a... Uh, like, did they show you a picture of me when he's shooting at him? Mm-hmm. By the way, that that fight scene I thought was really good. Like, when they're they're just kind of like on two floors of the same yeah, building like, and kind of moving around and he uh, throws a and, grenade and like he shoots it out of the air. Like, there's some there's some clever stuff. I guess. Yeah, that that stuff was fun, and and I kind of had some hope until they got on the motorcycles and it got really bad. But uh, they they keep holding this information from junior and have like a little throwaway line saying like, Oh, you know, he's not ready for this. Something like that. You know, like um, imagine how you'd react to finding out you're a clone, but then they just like never mention it in several different points where it probably would have helped to kind of get them on the same page. Uh, and then they'd take him down into a basement and, and tell him there for no reason. Like there's nothing has changed since when they didn't tell him. They just decide at that point now it's, it's time in the movie to tell him. There's also and a lot of, there's a lot of like, um, I, we, we made this joke a long time ago. Um, Max, I don't remember if you, did you see the green lantern movie? I know like that was a nerds for real episode, but did you ever see the movie? I think I did end up seeing it, but I don't remember anything about it. We, we clowned on the fact that like in that movie, like, Ryan Reynolds would get into a fight with like uh, Peter Sarsgaard and then they would like reset by like going back to their like respective apartments and like resting. And it was like, you know, like going back to your home and gathering HP in a video game. And like, there's a lot of that in this movie where like they have this, these like big fight scenes where one of them almost dies. And then younger Will Smith goes back to Clive Owen's house. And then like Will Smith goes to, you know, whatever, uh, whatever, uh, 
hideaway he has with uh, Benedict Wong and Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And it's just like, there's so much of like, okay, we just fought. We both have to go home now. And then we're going to come back together tomorrow and fight again. And it's just like, there's so much of like resetting and going back and then resetting again Mm -hmm. that like the tension is just like weird. And I don't know. I did notice that. I I noticed I like, I couldn't put my finger on it, but now that you mentioned it, I'm just, yeah, that's so true. Especially because everything that they do during the fight scene, right. Is above and beyond like, like they're in some weird position and and they'll go out of their way to jump out of, I I don't even remember exactly what it is, but, you know, jump in front of a a car and risk their life to do that, you know, risk everything in order to do each of these moves. And then at the end, it's like, Oh, you know, Oh, there's a puff of smoke in front of me. Now I have to, you know, I can't, I can't track them through that. I'm done. I'll go home and and they'll go home and we'll, you know, meet up tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. See you at three o'clock, same place tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> meet me after school tetherball court yeah and like there's just there the tension of the movie is just there's nothing there like there's no you know like the the beginning of the movie doesn't do a lot to make you care about will smith as like the the character henry as a person so that like when he's being hunted down and potentially killed you're not really rooting for or against him you're just sort of like there for the action in it and like i think that's a big mistake like there's just not a ton to like about him other than he seems to be like an okay guy but he's also a contracted killer so like what you know what does that mean anyways um yeah he he had the um the moral conundrum right of uh i have killed over 700 people and i'm starting to think now uh you know it was that the right thing to do right <laughs> And you just like uh, answer was no, right. maybe, you know, 700 murders ago. <laughs> yeah. He got some information that the person he most recently killed, he might've killed for the wrong reasons and was given bad information. And that's when he's like, oof, maybe I'm done. And so like, uh, yeah, the, the idea that like, you know, I have killed, like, yeah, I've killed countless people at this point. Not literally countless, you know, you, you said 700 something, but like, this is the one, Ugh, you know, th- got to get that off my chest. You know, like this is, I, I don't feel like doing this anymore. It's just like, so this was it. Like, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. It just was, it was a very messy movie. It, there's no, like, I don't know. Like the, it, even if the story was good, which it's not, um, the fact that whenever there is junior or spoiler alert, the third or the second clone, is on screen it just looks so bad like i don't know there's how just, you there's still the uncanny valley where just you 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 notice the kind of like stutteriness of it yeah and yeah, the motionlessness of his mouth i think is what really threw me off everything around his mouth does not move right just just his mouth in it, the center it just feels so unfinished like the, the effects and all that stuff just feels like they they spent a couple days like if they spent a couple more days kind of finishing everything it could have come out a little better but they just were like i don't know it felt rushed and like they were trying to i don't like were they trying to meet some deadline that like i don't know i yeah i just i it i, I just think that's something that's very difficult to do at this point like you're you're trying to put somebody's face over a different face. But don't you know that going into the movie and then like you decide not to do it because the job isn't finished. Like you just can't make it look satisfactory. Yeah. That that would be something that you would say, let's hold off on this movie for 10 more years or something like that. But <laughs> that, that didn't happen. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, did you, was there, were there scenes that you guys liked in the movie? Uh, that that first scene that he runs into Junior and and there were the uh, that action scene of them on the two floors I I like that a lot and I like some of the uh, dialogue like when when Will Smith burns the other character when when he reveals her as a um, an agent and then they kind of have a conversation about their stuff i kind of enjoyed that it was yeah. uh, at the beginning of the movie i kind of thought hey this this might go in a good direction it could be yeah, fun the, the beginning was definitely the highlight and i feel like as it progressed like once yeah once even though 
Oh, I think the elements. I think the the fight scene with his double in the first part is good until they get on the motorcycles. And then I also agree that like the lead up to everything is okay, but yeah, diminishing returns by the end. Um, yeah, kind of a bummer. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I think those two scenes, Max, are are pretty good. I I did enjoy, even though again the the uncanny uncanny valley of the just how the character looks and is interacting with the the surroundings the scene where he takes junior takes mary elizabeth winstead's character into that like catacombs that you know and Uh he's like he's like creating all these traps and she's sort of like oh so you're gonna you know what what are you gonna do trip over your own tripwire and uh what are you gonna do gas and like she's basically calling out all of his traps without him knowing so that older will smith hears her sort of like dot you know bit by bit this is where this trap is this is where this trap is i thought that was clever um sure yeah and sort of funny that like here's younger will smith setting up like dozens of traps and then he just gets like punched in the mouth by older will smith and the scene's basically over so like (laughs) Uh there's something kind of fun and funny about that but other than that yeah like so go ahead sorry I also forgot to mention Benedict Wong, Wong, I thought had some laugh out loud, funny moments. I thought his character was pretty enjoyable. Yeah, I did too. Um, There's a little bit of a gag of like, like stale chips or something. Yeah. What was the, what was the food they were eating? Um, so the, 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 the story of the movie is, you know, the, the clone is hunting him. It turns out that Clive Owen had tried to recruit Will Smith many years ago, got some of his DNA, created a clone raised him as his own son and then trained him to be a killer. And so Clive Owen is the head of this, this group called Gemini that needs to be taken down by Will Smith. And so, you know, they eventually convince junior that he's working for the bad guy. Junior turns on him and becomes part of the team. They take down Clive Owen. And then the end of the movie is basically Will Smith, dad, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, mom, taking junior kid to college. Uh-huh. And that scene looks so bad. Again, bad. we're like, it looked horrible. Like, Hey, I'll take you out to lunch. Oh, you know, who are you calling old man kid? Huh? This like, and like this forced family comedy between these three was like the, the jokes were bad. The, you know, the, the, go between between will smith and will smith was really bad and just the cgi was just dog shit um don't forget earlier when will smith's character is like i'm having trouble looking in the mirror recently and that's before he meets his clone (laughs) yeah and i did notice that when they're that fight scene that i'm talking about being so great they go up the steps and there's like a mirror on the wall where they see each other in it and in, in terms of a fight scene that's good in terms of uh Poetic. In terms of a metaphor, that's pretty uh, ham-fisted. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the movie in a nutshell. It's very ham-fisted and not very good. <laughs> Oops. Oopsies. Um, oh, well. So, yeah, that'll do it for us for this episode, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.